the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of the Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program the Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and welcome, my friend, and we're certainly glad that you've joined us again today for our study together, and we trust that as we look into God's Word, uh, that you'll find blessing and help. As we study the topic, why, and we're going to ask the question, why did God give Israel the Sabbath? If you've been studying with us, you know last week we looked at the issue of the Sabbath, and we saw how that God gave to the nation Israel uh, the observance of the Sabbath, both the seventh day Sabbath the seventh day, we call that Saturday, and also some very special Sabbath days, uh, commemorative days during the year on, a, on Israel's religious calendar that demonstrated who Jehovah was to the nation Israel. And God gave these Sabbaths to the nation Israel for very special reasons. And we need to understand why it is that he did that. Sabbath observance is very significant in Israel's program. In fact, the very the uh, one of the Ten Commandments, the fourth commandment, he says, "Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy." It's very important in the life of the nation Israel that the Sabbath day be observed. And yet we saw last time, and I remind you today that Colossians chapter two, verse number sixteen, the Apostle Paul says, "Let no man judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a new moon or the holy days or Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come with the bodies of Christ." In other words, in the dispensation of grace for members of the church, the body of Christ, Sabbath observance is unnecessary. In fact, it not only is unnecessary, it's actually inappropriate. Let no man judge you in respect of the Sabbath days, Paul says. That is, there is no way for someone to decide and to discern whether or not you're right with God you are living pleasing to God. You are doing things that honor God by observing whether or not you keep the Sabbath day. Sabbath day observance today in the dispensation of grace has nothing to do with, with being able to manifest the, the will of God, doing something that would be pleasing to God. 
so no man can judge you. No one can discern where you are spiritually by observing whether you keep the Sabbath or you don't keep the Sabbath. It isn't an issue. It's unnecessary today. Yea, it's inappropriate uh, because the Sabbath observances belonged to the nation Israel. That's who they belong to, not to the church, the body of Christ. Now, this comparison, one says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That is, it is a commandment that must be kept to honor God. And the other instruction that says it's not an issue about uh, w whether you can decide you're honoring God or not. It, it's not an issue for us. It's unnecessary for us. The distinction between those two things is the distinction between uh, God's program and purpose with the nation Israel and his program and purpose with the body of Christ. It's the difference between God's program and purpose under the law and his program and purpose under grace. It's a difference between his purpose and program in the prophetic program made known since the world began and in his secret program called the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest. It's an illustration and a place where you have to apply the principle of 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's a clear illustration of the necessity to study your Bible dispensationally. Now, in Israel's program, the Sabbath was very important, and it was important for a very special reason. And, you know, one of the things that rightly dividing the word of truth does is it helps you to uh, not confuse your identity, not to be confused into thinking that you're somebody that you're not or that God's doing something today that he isn't doing. But it also liberates you to understand what God was doing and the marvelous wisdom of his purpose and, and, and the, the symmetry of his plans with other people than just you. Sometimes we have the, uh, the idea that we're all there is, you know, that we're the only people in God's program and that everything has to center around us, and it really doesn't. God has a purpose. God is doing something himself. He has a plan. He has a purpose, and he's executing it, and he allows us uh, to be a part of his purpose and program, but we need to understand what it is that God's doing, and he, we're not the only people in God's program. The body of Christ is not his only agency. He also had the nation Israel as an agency, and he will have them in the future. That's what Colossians 2.17 told us. It says that these things, the, the meat, the drinks, the respect of the, the holy days, the new moon, and the Sabbath days are right now, not just that they were in time past, but they are right now in the dispensation of grace, a shadows of things to come in the future from us. In Paul's mind, he divided God's dealings with, with man up into time past, but now, and the ages to come. And in time past, he gave some rituals and some rites and some commandments and some ceremonies and some things for the nation Israel to do that were a shadow of things to come in the future from where we are. You see, God isn't through with Israel. And it's very important to understand why he gave the, the Sabbath to Israel and what it signified to them, what its significance was. Exodus chapter 31, verse number 12 Exodus 31, verse 12, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speaking also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. 
Notice that the Sabbaths are a sign between Jehovah and the nation Israel throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord that does sanctify you. The Sabbaths were going to communicate to Israel some information about Jehovah so that they would know who Jehovah was because Jehovah was the one who was going to set them apart for the purpose for which he created them. Verse 16, Exodus 31, 16, it, talking about the Sabbath, is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. Now, you need to think about that verse just for a minute. God said, now I know preachers say different things, but God said that the Sabbath was a sign between him and the nation Israel. Therefore, you and I, as members of the church, the body of Christ, where there is no Jew or Gentile, bond or free, male or female, you know, I know the, the idea floats around sometimes that when you get saved today, you become a spiritual Jew. But that's just an idea that somebody dreamed up out of nowhere. That was, you know, like Minerva Fulton, you know, out, out, out of the thumb of Zeus. It just came up out of nowhere. When you get saved today, you become a member of the church, the body of Christ, a spiritual unit of believers made up of Jews and Gentiles placed into one body and made a new creature part of a new humanity. That's why Paul says in Galatians 3.28 that there in the, in the body of Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile, bond or free, male or female, but you are one in Christ. In other words, when God saves a sinner today and puts him into Christ, he does it and, and he puts him into a, a group of people in whom there is no Jew or Gentile status, no male or female status, no bond or free status. Well, if he puts you in the body of Christ where there is no Jew or Gentile status, how in the world could he have put you in there and made you a spiritual Jew if there's no Jewish status in the body of Christ? <laughs> See, it doesn't make sense. Now, I understand why people do that. They want to take all, they want to claim all the promises that God gave the nation Israel. What happens, though, is with this kind of a, of a theology, the amillennial covenant-type theology that claims all the blessings God gave Israel for, for us, you'll notice that they'll leave all the curses that God promised Israel for breaking his, his law. They leave them with national Israel. And that's, that seems a rather, uh, uh, well, an underhanded thing to do, doesn't it? Give national Israel all the curses and keep all the blessings for yourself. <laughs> that that's not that's not Bible. Uh, that's not even gentlemanly. Uh, no, the fact is in the Bible. If the words on the page in the Bible mean anything, and and that's how, that's how you're going to understand things. Look with me at Nehemiah chapter number nine. And and one of the reasons I'm teaching this information is is not just to tell you what the Bible says about it or show you the verses with where God explains these things so we can know what he thinks. But this is a great lesson in how to study the Bible itself. Because when you read something in the Bible, first you just have to believe it means what it says and says what it means. And when God says that the Sabbath is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, then that's what the Sabbath is and what it will always be, and it's never going to change its meaning. That seventh-day Sabbath, along with the special Sabbaths that he gave Israel, belonged to Israel. And they were signs. They signified something important to the nation Israel. In fact, they were literally the hub of the contract of the law that God gave Israel. 
of all the Ten Commandments, only one of them was a ceremonial one. Only one of them was ceremonial. Only one of them was, was, a, was a rite and a ritual, and that was the Sabbath day observance. All the rest of them are moral commandments. All the rest of them had to do with, with, with moral issues. This one had to do with the ceremony because it was the hub around which the contract that God made with Israel revolved. In fact, it turns out to be the hub of the calendar of the life of the nation Israel where they're keeping in memory, they're remembering their role in God's program and God's plan and God's purpose. Nehemiah chapter 9, there's something very important that you learn about the Sabbath. Nehemiah chapter number 9, Nehemiah is recounting the, the history of the nation Israel. And he's, he's explaining some of the doctrinal significance uh, to, to events that happened in Israel. And, that, and Nehemiah chapter 9, verse, verse um, 13, after he's described uh, how that God brought Israel out of Egypt and uh, uh, set them up, uh, upon the, the other side of the, of the Red Sea on new life ground and gave them a pillar of uh, 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 fire by night and cloud by day to lead them, he said in verse 13, thou, thou camest down, the Lord came down also upon Mount Sinai, and spake unto them from heaven, and gave them right judgments and true laws, good statutes and commandments. Now listen, Nehemiah 9, 14, and made known unto them thy holy Sabbath, and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses thy servant. Now that passage is very clear that the first time God made known his holy Sabbath was at Mount Sinai. There was no previous significance to the Sabbath. No one previous to, to Sinai ever, ever uh, uh, observed the Sabbath. All the way from Genesis chapter 2, when the Sabbath is originally and initially inaugurated, when God sanctifies that seventh day and sets it, blesses it and sets it apart, from that day all the way to Mount Sinai, no one observed the Sabbath day. No one observed the Sabbath day as a memorial. No one knew anything about the meaning of that seventh day. And then God, because he had finally formed his nation in the earth, the nation Israel, he now begins to educate Israel in the meaning of the Sabbath day. Uh, they needed to be uh, taught the doctrinal significance of the seventh day Sabbath. From Genesis 2 all the way to Sinai, no one was supposed to observe the Sabbath. Um, he put it on hold, as it were, until the nation of his own creation existed. Now, why did he do that? We're going to talk to you in our next Bible study next week about why God waited until the nation Israel was formed uh, to do that. Today, I just want you to want you to see why he gave it to them uh, to start with. Uh, not so much why he waited uh, all that long, but when when he did give it to them, what was it that he was teaching them uh, that he was doing? In Exodus chapter 20, in the, in the fourth commandment, it's very clear what the Sabbath day is to teach. Exodus 20, verse number 8, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but in the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. 
in it thou shalt not do any work. Now why? For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. In other words, the Sabbath observance, that seventh day Sabbath, is a creation issue. It demonstrates the design of God in creation. That's what the Sabbath is all about. Uh, it preserves, it commemorates, it memorializes. The, it brings into, the, it was to bring into Israel's memory the, the, the original Sabbath, God's original intent in creation. Go back with me, if you will, to Genesis chapter number 2, a passage that sometime we, we read over a little quickly and, and miss some of the significance of what's being said here. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. In other words, the first six days God created the heaven and earth and all that are, that are in them. And on the seventh day, verse 2 says, God ended his work that he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all of his work that he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Now, that's the seventh day. Now, verse 4 and on following, he describes the, he goes back and recounts what he had done on the sixth day when he made man, and he, he gives the details about man's creation and man's position in the earth, his commissioning, and the details about the, about the garden uh, of Eden and the, the sanctified place that he had given for man to dwell. But on the seventh day, he blessed the seventh day. When you bless something in the Bible, that word means to speak well of it. Literally what God did is he spoke well of the seventh day. And he did, he began to talk about what the seventh day was for, what it was all about. Everything is ready. All of creation is accomplished. It's done. The work's over. I can rest in what I've done. And, and now I'm ready. Here's the day. I made all this stuff these six days. I made all this stuff for today. This is the day I've been working to get to. Everything's done, and now here's what I was going to do. Here's why I created it all right here. You'll recall in Genesis chapter 9 that when, when Noah, that uh, sort of like he, he, he stands in, in juxtaposition to Adam in the book of Genesis. Adam is the first man. We're all descendants of Adam, but we're also all descendants of Noah because God destroyed all of humanity except for Noah and his sons. And Noah literally steps out on a new earth, as it were. And God blesses Noah. He does to Noah what he did here to the, Sabbath, to, to the Sabbath day. In Genesis 12, he says to Abraham when he chooses Abraham out from among the nations, he, he said, I will bless thee. He picks up this idea of Genesis 2 verse 3 and applies it to Noah and then applies it to Abraham. God was working out through Noah and through Abraham and Abraham's seed. He's working out his purpose, his plan in the earth. 
And literally what God did when he blessed the Sabbath day, the seventh day, he, he, he just he spoke well of it because it was where he, all of his work was leading him. And then he sanctified it. He set it apart for the purpose for which it was created. First he explained the purpose, then he set it apart and designated this to be the day when his purpose was going to take place. So when he blessed the Sabbath day, he explained what his purpose was. When he sanctified it, he said, this is when my purpose is going to take place. Now, the issue and what he did on the Sabbath day is he rested. Now, come with me to Psalm 132. Let's talk a little bit about God resting, that original rest. What was that all about? And what was it that God was planning to do in his creation? Well, you want to get two passages, Isaiah chapter 40 and Psalm 132. In Isaiah chapter 40, God is speaking, Isaiah, God through Isaiah, speaking to the nation Israel, and he really is rebuking Israel. And he does so by asking them some questions. Have you not known? And the answer is, yes, they have known. Have you not heard? Yes, they had. Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? Here's something that God had been explaining to man from the time he created the heaven and the earth. This is something God had been explaining to man from that very day when he blessed the seventh day. What is he talking about? Verse 22, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain. See, we're talking about creation here and God's purpose in creation. He stretched out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. You know what God, why God created the heaven and the earth? Well, he created it to be a dwelling place for himself. The reason he, he populated it with all kind of fascinating and wonderful creatures, the reason he made man was to dwell with us. You see, he didn't create everything just to, like you wind up an alarm clock and set it on the table and then go off and then come back later and see what happened. He created it as a tent to dwell in. He created it to be his habitation. He created it to fellowship with it, to know it, to love it, to be in communion with it. You see, God is not just the holy other, the transcendent one way out yonder. His desire is to be your friend, your God, to have fellowship and communion with you and with me. In fact, that's why he created the heaven and the earth, to be the place where he could dwell with us. When he rested, that's exactly what it was about. Psalm 132, time's going to go, we've got to hurry. Psalm 132, verse 8, the psalmist says, Arise, O Lord, into thy rest. Here's what God's rest is all about. Verse number 13, For the Lord hath chosen Zion, he hath desired it for his habitation. God has chosen to live on this planet in a particular place. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. Did you get that? God says, my rest is that I'm going to dwell on this planet in a particular place. I've made it for a dwelling. When God blessed the, the seventh day, 
He said, here's what I'm going to do with it. I'm, I'm resting, and here's what my rest is all about. I'm going to come live here. And, he, and I'm going to come live with, with my creation in fellowship and harmony with them. God gave Israel the Sabbath to remind them every week of that God's purpose in creation was to dwell in the earth with his people. Now, sin entered and, and held up that dwelling and stopped his dwelling, and it didn't take place as, as, as soon. But when God chose the nation Israel and had his nation to go back and repossess his authority in the earth, then he began to make known that original purpose to them again. And he goes on the offensive, as it were, with, with the nation Israel. We'll talk more about that next time. But understand the reason that God gave Israel the Sabbath was so that they could rejoice and remember the significance that God's intention was to dwell in them and through them in the earth. Let me give you a free Bible study tape that will help you with this. It's entitled, Who Changed the Sabbath? The Sabbath day, by the way, my friend, has never been changed. It's always been the seventh day. Uh, yet today it's unnecessary. It's, it's not something that you and I need to do as members of the body of Christ because God has changed the resting place from a day to a person. You need to understand why that came about and how it came about. Let me Listen carefully now as Alex comes to tell you how you can receive your free copy. And before he does, let me say again, thanks for listening. And until next time, Maranatha. Thank you, Brother Jordan. My friend will be happy to see that you receive your free copy of this important Bible study tape if you simply call us at our toll-free number, 1-888-535-2300. That's 1-888-535-2300. Or you can write us at The Riches of Grace, Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. We also want you to know that Grace School of the Bible has a uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available to our listeners on an extension basis through the use of videotapes. We call the program Bible Edification by Extension through the use of video. Our school is unique in two important ways. First, we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer. Rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies followed by other Bible institutes and Bible colleges, we have followed the clearly outlined pattern for edification found in Paul's epistles. This allows our students to grow to maturity and thus be prepared for whatever ministry they feel the Lord has for them quickly and successfully. A second uniqueness of Grace School of the Bible is that it is offered on an extension basis through the use of video. Bible edification by extension brings quality instruction into the comfort and convenience of your home and personal scheduling demands. If you are or have ever desired to be a serious student of the Bible, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 1-888-535-2300. You can also visit us at our worldwide website at www.graceimpact.org. We're glad you've joined us today and trust you've been challenged and blessed by today's study. Please tell your friends about the broadcast, will you, and get them listening in with you. And remember, that free Bible study tape awaits you if you simply call us at 
1-888-535-2300. And friend, if you still are not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That address again is the Riches of Grace, Post Office Box, 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. Thanks for listening, and God's best to you in every way until we meet again this same time and place next week. I'd rather have Jesus than men's Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.